Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning and good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Marvel Movie Talk right here on Geekscape. Very excited to revisit the character of the Hulk. As always, I am Christian Blatt. With me is Michael X. Shirley. You're going to have to pay soon. Uh, Not me. Uh, I'll be all threads all the time if I have to pay for X. Uh, uh, I'm I'm not that worried about it. But in any case, uh, you've got the X, so you should be uh, grandfathered in for free. I know. Now, a few weeks ago on this show, we did an episode where... For the first time, I was watching the Angry Hulk. And what? That was he, your first watch? It was the whole point, yes, that I had never oh, seen it. Wow. Yeah. I had never seen it man. because it had been accurately described to me what the movie was like. And then I saw the movie and I'm like, yep, that's why I didn't see it. But I did that for you, our Geekscape friends, our Marvel movie talk audience. I saw that movie for the first time. It came on the heels of my first watch of Electra. Uh, by the way, I don't think I have any more that I haven't seen now. I think those were the two, uh, even Marvel adjacent shows. That doesn't mean that we won't one day do an episode on the uh, Roger Corman Fantastic Four. <laughs> there's there's plenty of uh, shows that we can visit. And uh, I'll tease an announcement for the end of the show. Ooh. This is not our last trip into the world of the Hulk, but mm-hmm. uh, stay tuned for that so yeah i uh i had seen the incredible hulk apparently it was 2008 in my mind it was 2011 this movie's older than i thought it was uh but uh the the internet didn't lie to me at least this time uh somebody's twitter was uh lying to me earlier today uh giving me uh farcical information but uh in this case the internet did not lie i remembered seeing the movie now we have to have a starting point for this movie. Generally, I like Ed Norton in movies. Uh, I think uh, I think Fight Club is great. Uh, you got American History X. There's mm. a movie called The Score with him and Robert De Niro, and uh, I guess uh, I, I guess the uh, the Pillsbury Doughboy <laughs> impersonating uh, one of the greatest actors of our lifetime. Uh, in, in a Mumu, we have. Uh, we, we, we have a, a great actor, Marlon Brando, but uh, you wouldn't know that he was acting in this movie. But anyway, in general, I like him. So I have to start with that first. Hmm. Do you like Ed Norton in other movies, Michael? Yeah. Yeah, for okay. sure. It's, impo- it's yeah. an important starting point because I have people that I don't like no matter what it is. You put Kristen yeah. Chenoweth in yeah. anything, I'm not going to enjoy it. It doesn't matter what oh. it is. Okay. Yeah. There might be a backstory there for another time. But, uh, you know, sometimes you just look, everybody has those people. Sometimes it's like you see them in one thing and you're like, yeah, I can't watch a movie where Vin Diesel's in it because I look at him and I'm like, that's Vin Diesel. 
Dude, my name's Dom. No, you're Vin Diesel. You can't fool me. You're not doing anything else. That's why I, I like Tony Danza because Tony Danza, every character he plays on TV is named Tony. He he's like, yeah, you're a Tony, you know. Uh, but all right. So in general, you have liked him. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. when you went into this movie, I assume this was back in a time when you would see movies in the theater, yes. Michael. So yeah. were you excited for this one? Um, I've never been like a huge Hulk person. Sure. But um well, not not this Hulk, brother. Yeah, yeah, you got Terry. Me there. Terry, on the other hand, you're yeah, Hulk. yeah. He's the he's the only Hulk in my heart. Um, uh, when I went to see it, it was just because, you know, uh, I'm such a huge, huge, huge Marvel fan. That was, that was the impetus for that. Uh Speaking of Terry Hogan, uh, he is, uh, very close (laughs) right there, brother. Uh, and, uh, our friend Eric Connor joining us now from the Hulk bunker, uh, somewhere in an undisclosed location. Um, in any case, so Michael was just kind of explaining he was never really a, a Hulk person, but you'd enjoyed the Eric Bana one enough that you're like, oh, I'll go see another Hulk movie. Is that the case? Well, uh, I I I was very curious as to like what like what was so wrong with well. That might not be the best way to put it. I was curious as to why they would reboot a movie so quickly. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, because uh, you you're on record how you feel about uh, about uh, reboots and recasts and whatnot. Oh, you you think you think that uh, you know that you think Tobey Maguire should still be playing Spider Man in the movies? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Grandpa Spider Man. No, he still wants Japanese. He still wants Japanese Spider-Man. Actually, oh, I do too. Yeah, all right. He's a purist. So, uh, Eric, uh, you know, we sort of uh, recap the audience that uh, you know we did our recent episode about the Mm -hmm. Lee Hulk, and now we are doing, as promised in that episode, we're doing the two thousand eight Hulk that I thought came out in two thousand eleven. Boy, is my face green. In any case. Heading into this movie, uh, you know, I I did see this movie in the theaters. I did go see it when it came out. You know, it came out like a month after Iron Man, the first Iron Man. So uh, I I was hyped up for more Marvel movies. I didn't even think about not going to see this. What did you think, Eric? Oh, totally the same. You know, anytime a Marvel movie is coming out, it's not a question of like, will I go? I'll go. Like at this point, particularly MCU. Um, yeah, though I did not see Electra in the theaters, uh, but beyond that, like even outside the MCU, I, I don't know if there's been any Marvel movies I missed the chance to see in the big screen. Um, but you know, it's funny, like you're talking about timeline, right? And it's like, I, as I've mentioned previously, right? I, I know this came out the same time as Iron Man because of the Comic Con panel, you know, which right, had right. them together. Um, but in terms of what year, the fact that, wow, this is now 15 years old, that's the part that's still, it, it's kind of getting my head around. And and I'm sorry, how much, uh, how many years after the previous Hulk was this? It's wait, uh, wait, five wait. years. So that one was 2003. Yeah. yeah. And, and Michael, it's a good point. It's like, it's really strange. And I know they were trying to build an MCU thing. And 
in some ways, like I, you could maybe make an argument. It's not a reboot necessarily, but just an actual sequel. But yeah, well, let me interject actor. on that for a moment because uh, there are some ways that it, it clearly pulls on some of the threads from the Ang Lee Hulk. But uh, I would say it's just as much of a, a of a continuation in the universe of the TV series as it is for the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, allusions to things that uh, are not directly in the Ang Lee Hulk. And they said that, it, yeah, I guess the way that they spoke about it at the time was well, it's kind of a reboot and it's kind of a sequel. And they were trying to get the term requel to uh, to catch on. And uh, Michael, you'll be glad to know that didn't catch on. Side uh, effects but- of requel may include gas. Yes. <laughs> Please see a doctor if you're- Gamma radiation. Yeah, if it uh, persists. And so, yeah, it's, uh, you know, and there is kind of that uh, sequence in the beginning of this movie, which, uh, Michael, I know you found difficult to watch. Mm-hmm. The kind of recap of, like, previously on The Incredible Hulk. Uh-huh. Uh, except it was actually, Yeah. Well, it also, uh, and some of those, uh, those shots that are in there uh, match up with the, uh, the opening of the TV series, by the way. The shots of him in the chair and stuff like that. So there are a lot of nods to the TV series, and we'll talk a little bit about it as we go along. So uh, you found that recap uh, mm-hmm. to, be, uh, to be enough that you had to actually walk away from the movie for a little while, correct? Yes, I tried to watch this movie... Uh on monday night and i right. literally by the time the credits were over i was like nope turned it off <laughs> like, I, I think it's probably the worst opening credit scene i've ever seen in my entire life hmm. i hated it it's so right. cheesy it like it confu- it's confusing because it makes you feel like you miss something from the Eric Bana Hulk. Like, like <laughs> you don't remember this scene? Yeah, like I don't remember her him beating the crap out of Betty Ross. Like, I'm like, like and this, and lots of like acting to camera, which I was like, yeah, yeah. Like, William Hurt is is a freaking national treasure. Was yeah. uh, they made him look terrible in that opening credits. Like, yeah. it's like they used all the worst takes he'll ever put on any celluloid, and they used them all. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Daniel, uh, our pal Daniel Drew uh, in the chat, he says, uh, I assume that the Ang Lee Hulk was just made and wasn't supposed to be anything beyond that. And then the plans for the MCU started after that point. It's just happenstance that it was soon after. Uh, that's not entirely true. There was a plan to do a sequel. Ang Lee was not going to direct it. This uh, was supposed wanted... to be the sequel. Right. This is part of that development process. Uh, it was going to have the abomination in it. There were a few other different incarnations of it there was a version by the time that ed norton comes along rick jones was supposed to have been in the movie and he got rid of rick jones entirely uh because uh you know i alluded to uh, marlon brando a short time ago uh ed norton is another one of those guys who's gonna you know if you want him in your movie uh you're gonna have to deal with him uh, handing in uh, new script pages and uh, you know he was actually hired to do a rewrite on it so yeah uh, that immediately, uh, you know, probably should send up some uh, 
you know, some red flags towards everybody involved. It's like, oh, so the actor is uh, so. Uh, Tyler Durden wants a uh, rewrite Wait, on uh, this. Christian, do you have the? Uh, I, I could bring it up. Well, no, 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 I've got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, the Zach Penn uh -oh. commentary yeah, so, on Ed Norton's. Uh, work. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Zach Penn was uh, hired, and he did a uh, he did a, a rewrite on it. I, I think. You know, well, no, he did an initial draft and a rewrite. My apologies. I think he's, he might be credit. Is he credited as a solo writer on this? Actually, uh, I'll let you look that up while I read. Yeah, I will. This. How about that? That's a team Fair working trade. together. Teamwork makes the dream work. So, uh, according to Zach Penn, the fallout prevented me from collaborating with Norton during production. I don't really know him. He has his own process. He chose to do it the way he wanted to do it. That said, I kept in touch with the people making the movie, but he, you know, has his own particular way of working and it was unusual. I really don't know. I wasn't there. I was off making another movie. So it wasn't a situation where I was banging on the door saying, let me come to set. Let me just stop with the quote for a moment. Um, the, uh, the, the writer of a movie is very often uh, nowhere near production sometimes they're allowed on set as a courtesy uh other times they're told uh, thanks but no thanks uh he was it was disappointing i won't deny it zach penn continuing i wasn't happy with him coming to comic-con saying he wrote the script <laughs> i can't tell you that made me go back and watch fight club so uh yeah but uh so is uh who's uh, listed as screenwriter just him yeah zach just penn just Zach Penn. Yeah. I that's a that's a WGA that. rule. Uh a lot of times there have to be they they have arbitrations and hearings and, and who gets yeah. credited, the amount of rewrites. So it sounds to me that Ed Norton uh didn't you know put as mm. much of a polish on it as he's trying to say, but it does I can sound add like a little it. to that. Go ahead. Uh Edward Norton wrote a good deal of the script, but he was so unhappy with how that was translated to screen they pulled yeah. it off right right exactly so uh and i think that uh in general kevin the kevin feige supposedly liked norton uh in the role because he reminded him of bill bixby now what i will say is it's it, it is something you have to keep in mind when you cast some of these characters uh i think that you know, in some cases, there are actors who played Batman that uh, I don't I I stand by the fact that I don't think Christian Bale is a very good Bruce Wayne. And I really don't think that uh, Sparkle Twilight Boy is a good uh, Bruce Wayne. Like, not mm. at all. Uh, for me, Bruce Wayne is Val Kilmer because he's all flash and big smiles and he's a millionaire and he's schmoozing and he's dealing and, you know, uh, so I think that um, Mark Ruffalo is a little bit bulky and Eric Banner is way too in shape to have been Bruce Banner. So the amount of times that I'm uncomfortable seeing Ed Norton with his shirt off in this movie, that's how you should feel when you see Scrawny. You know, as the Hulk thinks of this person as puny Banner. Puny, yeah. So, yes, <laughs> many times he refers to him as puny Banner. And yes, we get puny banner in here. Um, I think he does a, a reasonably good job, uh, you know, as, as a guy who's on the run, living on his own. And uh, I was uh, immediately feeling very smart that I'm like, well, clearly this isn't a continuation of the first movie because 
he uh, knew Spanish at the end of the first movie and he's uh, learning a language here. And then I'm like, oh yeah, dummy. In Brazil, they speak Portuguese. So uh, he did have to learn a new language. So my bad. I'm letting everybody but then know. He, how to... And he also knew Spanish when he wound up waking right. up in a different country, which I, right. he did. I like, he by the way, I like that detail. That was a, yeah. where, where am I? <laughs> like, yeah. And, and, you know, saying things like, uh, don't, you know, you won't like me when I'm hungry. You know, yeah. there, there were some nice jokes. Uh, and, and speaking of the uh, Bill Bixby version, by the way, when he's flipping through the channels very early in the movie, there is a clip of uh, courtship of Eddie's father starring Bill Bixby. So anyway, just a little bit of the background that uh, this movie was troubled before they even started filming. And it seems like the problems continued. Now, I started off by asking Michael if he'd ever liked Ed Norton in other movies. His answer was yes. Some of the movies uh -oh. he's in are very good. Now, I have to ask you about someone else in the cast. Have you ever liked Liv Tyler in anything? Hard, hard no. Hard, hard no. Hard oh, no. Oh my gosh. Well, Christian, I know you have an image there that. Uh, well, I don't know. I, I, look, I don't know what you're looking for, but uh, I'm just going to say the first time I ever saw Liv Tyler, I was a 17 year old man. And uh, I felt like uh, she and Alicia Silverstone, you could really mm. feel the chemistry between them. In uh, which, which they, look, whether it's it's amazing, crying or crazy, they're all the same song. And Alicia Silverstone's in all three. One of them has her in it. Uh, they do get into uh, the water, and I decided, Creepy. due to the uncertainty of the uh, the age of the actresses, I, I, <laughs> I was just going to go ahead and grab a still here. Keeping in mind, I was 17 at the time, so uh, everything was fine. But uh, I literally have no idea how old they were because as we're talking about it, I'm remembering. Oh, yeah. I did it, 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 uh, it's then. immoral. Is it illegal? That's the question. I, you know, I mean, for the for the age I was at the time, that not that at all. No, no, story. I was yeah, yeah. a little older than you. So for me, oh, it was, yeah, you were you were a big creep. Yeah, no, totally. Totally. But enjoying those videos as much as I did, as often as I did. Definitely uh, one in the creep factor. But um, yeah, I mean, so, Michael, if I may ask then. All right. When is Liv Tyler uh, on a disappointed you least? Oh, wow. When she moved to London. There it is. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and uh, th this is also, uh, this is something that you sent to me, right? Is this from, uh, what is that? Is that, is, is she uh, talking to Daredevil there? Who's she with? Yes, this is Armageddon, yeah. the famous. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, what one of the creepiest scenes, and I've seen some creepy, creepy cinema, but this yeah. might take a uh, win place and show for creep factor. It's Daredevil, still with his, but with his vision, playing yeah. uh, seductively with, and and they're not necessarily animal cookies. Those are Circus Parade, one of the great oh. cookies seen in many a many a crafty table in L.A. But better, uh, yeah, better, he's, he's, better than a better than a peak frame, which is a very serious cookie. Uh, this yeah. is a little bit better better for food play. Uh, I see. Yes, and, and obviously. I remember, oh, it's, well, it's, I, I know you're talking about Armageddon, and of course, that's the movie where John McClane is her father. No, I'm sorry, I want to let you finish your thought, though. Please. Oh no, but I saw this in the theater. I saw Armageddon in the theater, and there he's so playing seductively with the cookies and shoving them places, and and she's like, "Do you think anyone else is doing this?" 
And I, without even a second thought, screamed at the top of my lungs, fuck, I hope not. <laughs> and, I mean, we also had a fair amount of drinks in us when we saw Armageddon and Space Madness, which is a very real condition I still suffer from. But that moment, you still suffer. You still suffer from Space Madness. You never recover from Space Madness. You can only... You can only treat it. You can't solve it. So, right. yeah, no, Liv Tyler, I, I think, I, I, you know, anytime you cast her and you cast her as someone who then went back for graduate school, you're asking a lot of your audience. Yeah. Um, I, I Even the, the the photos they have of her, like from like work and she's sitting there and like, I, I, you know, I teach, I wish I looked that good when I'm teaching. Yeah, she, I, I, she had her smart girl glasses on. No, she literally had her smart girl glasses on. I don't know what you're talking don't about. Don't leave again. All oh, right. that moment. Well, look, oh. let's, let's be honest. I mean, the, uh, the prior on-screen version of this character was Jennifer Connelly. So, you know, it, it's, it's a step down, but is it an entire flight of stairs down? Uh, you know, I'll, I'll leave that, uh, to the uh, to the audience, um, she speaks so quietly in every scene that they're breathing. Yeah, it's just eyes and a mouth. <laughs> like, yeah, every gotta, scene is just like uh, there might be some other body parts there too, but oh, that's it. But you can, yeah. I noticed a torso in one scene, but yeah, you're right. It's it's it, yeah. you're asking us to believe that she works in a lab. Oh my God, you wouldn't even think she's supposed to be like a scientist. She doesn't seem like she could solve a crossword puzzle. (laughs) Like, it's just like, oh my God. Like, I will say, you know, that's probably the most disappointed I've ever been in Jennifer Connelly, like as a performance. But at least she seemed like she was a smart scientist. Like Liv Tyler, she's just like the damsel like trope it's just like doctor ross really okay they don't don't have her doing much doctoring uh jennifer connelly Mm -hmm. did a lot more doctoring Mm -hmm. in the the prior version yeah christian if i ask you who is the least convincing phd in the history of cinema i'm curious if female PhD in the history of cinema oh okay i have an answer for this one but i'm curious i would like to hear your answer because uh uh, that I would be Doctor Christmas uh, from James Bond, as played by Denise Richards. <laughs> yeah. And remember, they had the line "Christmas yes. came early." Oh, Christmas came <laughs> early. It's like I wanted to take a bath with bleach after that line. Yeah. Um, well, I think I think you nailed it. Uh, in all honesty, uh, so I think that uh, you know this idea of uh, Banner. You know, he's on the run. He's laying low. He's talking to Mister Blue because you know they want to minus the reservoir dogs, I guess. Um, the enduring thing about this in my mind, one of them was always the uh, Stanley cameo where he drinks the uh, the the gamma radiated soda. And uh, that's one of my favorite Stanley cameos because it's just, uh, you know, he's just like, oh, I'm going to enjoy this. And oh my God, I'm dead immediately. Um, but I guess the, the place to start, Michael, what is it about this movie for you? Is there, are there things that you feel do work? Maybe it's just scenes where you're like, okay, this is less bad or just the whole time. Uh, is it hard to focus on the screen because of the constant eye roll that uh, you can't stop yourself? Oh man. I don't even know where to start. 
I do enjoy the beginning of the film, you know, when he's working at the factory. I feel like yeah. that's honestly probably the best part of the film. Uh, it's yeah, just much... like the X-Men movie where Magneto's working in a factory. You know, when our when our, our uh, super-powered characters are on the run working in factories, yeah. like, I'd I, I spend an hour just there at the factory. Yeah, <laughs> It's much more slick than the original one. It's more Hollywood. But I feel like it also suffers from some, like some of the same problems it's just all very kind of confusing it's not very cohesive like it doesn't flow it doesn't have like you know like a typical like arc of like how sure. films are made uh things just seem like like some things are too long some things are too short uh like it all building up to this like kind of anticlimactic endings fight scene like i don't know i just i i could buy eric banna as the hulk like even you know when you look at the faces of like the hulk with like mark ruffalo and eric banna you can see just like a tinge of like oh that was that person i don't see the hulk in ed norton like at all i don't see um like, it feels like two completely different characters. Like, uh, Banner and the Hulk just seem like complete, like they're just so far apart when Edward Norton plays him. But I, see, I can feel, you know, Mark Ruffalo in the Hulk, and I can yeah, feel sure. Eric Banna in the yeah. Hulk. Like, they just, it seems just kind of like they're just two completely different characters. And I just, him and Liv Tyler just completely take me out of it. Like, I can't fully buy it. I can't believe it. Like, it feels like I'm watching a play. Like, it doesn't feel like I'm watching a real story. Right. I think, uh, I, I think I definitely see what you're, uh, what you're getting at. And uh, the, the, the on-screen pairing isn't great. And I think it's just, it's a different approach to the Hulk. I, I agree that uh, Mark Ruffalo, even, in the earlier iterations, like basically when he's in just the first Avengers, it, you do feel like they're, they're, the focus is on them being the same. And then they did that with Eric Banner. But just again, to say that this is a little bit of a callback to the TV show, you did feel like they were very separate because they were, of course, played by different actors, you know. Uh, and you could do that when you didn't have the advent of, you know, CGI Hulk uh, jumping around uh, rooftops and stuff. But what do you think uh, about sort of this separation of Banner and the Hulk for you, Eric? It, it, it's a really good point you're making, Michael, because you're right. It's like, it's almost like Banner's gone, Hulk appears. And what they really finally pulled off with uh, uh, Mark Ruffalo was you did feel the spirit of both alive in both forms and, and, you know, and also to the CG got smarter, the way they filmed them got smarter. I mean, they, it's, it's almost like they had two trials and lots of errors before they finally kind of landed. Um, yeah. I mean, really the moment in Avengers when I'm always angry and he punches out that ship, like that is one of the great moments and not just like comic book cinema, but like action cinema blockbuster cinema. I mean, that's the moment that's going to play 20 years, 40 years from now. Um, and, and it is because we completely buy into it as well. Um, I think Edward Norton's really, I mean, he's a really, of course, talented actor. I'm not saying anything shocking there. 
he's really good in those early scenes, actually. Like you're saying, you know, when he's in Brazil and work at the factory that, and I actually like the action set piece at the beginning, although they, a little too much uh, violence to dogs for my taste. Um, maybe not you, you two, but for me, a little much. Well, I just thought that they were uh, trying to uh, make up for the Hulk dogs in the previous Hulk film. And then he literally like, turned to dust. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, but that's that. a really good set piece, actually. That's, that's You're talking about when they're still in Brazil and they're trying to find yeah. him. Yeah. I think that uh, that is laid out well. And um, yeah, no, no, I think that works. I'm not entirely disagreeing with Michael in that the film starts to unravel the more screen time Ed Norton has with Liv Tyler. Um, You know, we're not, we're, you know, we're not talking Natalie Portman, Hayden Christensen chemistry, but you know, they're pretty close in all honesty, (laughs) you know, I mean, the, uh, the dialogue might be a a tad better written here, but uh, we can, we can agree to disagree on another show uh, if need be. Um, Let's talk about Tim Roth as abomination and pre-abomination where he's just like yeah i just want to i just want to shoot stuff and punch stuff and all that um i i think seeing this again uh reminded me that uh, i did uh, i did like the fact that he showed up as uh, as a meal on she-hulk you know i like that they mm-hmm. sort of kept this that part as canon uh, that that he still plays Abomination. Who knows? Maybe we'll see him again. I'll ask you first, Eric, uh, what you think of uh, Tim Roth. Speaking I, of uh, of Reservoir Dogs, Tim Roth almost walks away with the film. I mean, like he shows up for me, and I, I'm not necessarily crazy about where they go with Abomination towards the end. I mean, it, it's an inevitable, yes, a big fight in in the middle of Young Street in Toronto. Uh, with no, one... no, 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 no. Didn't you see the Apollo Theater? That was in Harlem. I, I love that. Right. Yeah. No, no, that's it, that's in Harlem. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not only about what you put up. It's also in productions on what you take down. <laughs> and that one music store is one of yeah. Young Street's most recognizable storefronts. So it's like, okay, yeah. Oh, obviously, you know. Well, the Apollo we, was there. The Apollo was there. The so, You're missing but, the point, Eric. <laughs> yeah. Ex- oh, no, I get the point. Uh, the okay. point is, of course, you know. How are they going to say it's Bronx? Uh, is that, but but then or Harlem? It's that, but then in fact, you it's so clearly not one. Just my sorry, my interjection is uh, my favorite one of those because you mentioned the Bronx is the Jackie Chan movie Rumble in the Bronx, which is so with clearly, the mountain range. It is there's a mountain range behind the skyline, so it's like <laughs> oh, this is this is the outer boroughs of New York, uh, you know, somewhere around Vancouver. But anyway, you go across 125th Street, New York looks yeah. really different. I, uh, I do feel like uh, Tim Roth works fairly well. I, I'm going to compare him to Colin Farrell in uh, in Daredevil because it's a similar approach. It's not yeah. entirely dissimilar character, and he pulls it off way better. Uh, you yeah. know, I, I'm, you, I'm not. You, you know, look, I'm not. I'm not uh, comparing him to Magneto. You know, no, I'm not no, comparing no. him to to some of the. But great he's stars. also not playing it that way. I yeah, mean, I right, think sure. what's really interesting about him is he does come off like a soldier. And, and yeah. Tim Roth, by the way, you, you know, they talk him up. And then Tim Roth is not a very big guy. He, he doesn't have necessarily a, a massive physical presence. No. But he really does command the screen quite well. And I think, the, you know, he holds his own with everyone. I mean, you got Ed Norton in there and William Hurt. And Tim Roth is maybe the most interesting of all three at times. And, you know, I, I don't know if you saw Rob Roy, but he that was, the I think, the one time he was up for an Oscar. Yeah, and he played the villain right, in yeah. that, and he's incredible in it. And so I think, considering like if you just looked at him, you wouldn't necessarily think 
well, this guy is going to put fear in me. And yet when he shows up, he very much uh, takes over the storytelling. He, even before he gets the super serum, he just has that attitude that you need uh, to make us believe he actually has a shot against the Hulk. So, uh, a, Michael, I, I, yeah, I want to get your thoughts on Tim Roth. Go ahead. Uh, I would say he's a rough 39. Because, like, you're looking at 38 great... right here. And I'm just like, really? He was. They even here. had that line in there, right? It's like, yeah, what, yeah, 40, yeah. 46, 39. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he's like, oh, that's, that's tough living, soldier, isn't it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I did like that, actually. Yeah. There are a couple yeah. moments. There's there's a few things like that. There are things that you're like, yeah, that's, that's kind of funny. But uh, your thoughts, Michael? Uh, I, I don't like the part when he's like, uh, having withdrawals and he's talking to like leader, like, like you gotta make me, you know, like a Hulk. That's kind of awkward for me. Uh, I feel like his presence on She-Hulk is very different. He's a lot more charismatic. I don't. Goofy. It almost feels like a different character to me. Yeah. Uh, he's giving me kind of like Baron Zemo vibes in She-Hulk, whereas in this, you know, he's not like funny at all or trying to be, you know? Right. Uh, it's okay. I think it's kind of a easy go-to thing to like make him be the first villain because it's like oh he's so similar to hulk like the abomination like eh i really wanted more leader out of this movie and yeah, which i, I think, uh, go ahead mr. sorry go ahead. mr blue they should have called yeah. him mr orange because we all know the leader wears orange i don't get it i don't know it's a great call uh, and i i forgot i mean obviously in the moment seeing this in the theater uh, back then and i've seen it I, I own it on standard def DVD. Who's jealous? Uh, so I have watched it more than once, uh, but probably this this might have been at, at, at the very most. This was the fourth time I watched it. Might have even been the third. Jeez. And uh, I had forgotten about uh, sort of the the leader we never got, a character we've never got. Because look, the you know Kevin Feige, Marvel Studios are not interested in telling standalone Hulk stories because of the arrangement they would have to cut in universal. And they're like, no, we'll just put him in Ragnarok. We'll just do other stuff with it. We'll have she Hulk on TV, you know? Uh, so we haven't really had a Hulk story since this one, you know? I mean, so it has been 15 years and I'm, I'm sure that uh, Kevin Feige knows at, at some point when they might be able to like when would when would the rights come back? You know, like how Marvel was mm -hmm. able to get Daredevil back because it wasn't worth it to Fox to try and reboot it. You know, so I I think that uh, there's a little bit more room to maneuver, uh, but I I wonder if we'll ever get a, a proper Hulk movie ever again. You know, I mean I think that they feel like he kind of works well you know, in this role and, you know, the Mark Ruffalo version of the Hulk works more as, as an ensemble, you know, but I'd certainly be up for it if they were going to make a movie. Um, and uh, I, I think that uh, there, there's a little bit of humor throughout. Apparently one of the moments that is in the earliest draft draft of the script uh, is is Bruce realizing that uh, he can't get too excited, so he can um, he can never have sex, 
And uh, that's the biggest tragedy of this whole thing. The fact that Banner's like always, it's like, no, no, no I gotta, I gotta calm down, you know? So uh, I thought it was, it was a funny moment, especially cause he's like, yeah, I can't get too excited. And, and Betty's like, not even a little. <laughs> he's like, uh, he's like, no, 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 no. Get your, get your finger out of there. No, no, no. We can't even, we can't even go a little. That was for Michael. I knew that would, I knew that would make you boys laugh. All right. You want to go see Be you want to go see Beetlejuice the musical? <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny that that's actually playing here in Memphis on Halloween, and my friend was at the Orpheum, <laughs> and he um, was like, "Do you want to go?" And I was like, "No." With would you go with Lauren Bobert? Don't answer. Oh, never. Uh, <laughs> so uh, let's give a quick shout out to uh, Ty Burrell, who uh, most people know as Phil Dunphy uh, from <laughs> Modern Family. As uh, you know, look, a lot of oh. these, uh, a lot of these superhero relationships do need the <laughs> cuck boyfriend who uh, gets walked all over. But there's the important scene where it's like, oh, he called Ross, so we're okay to not like him. You know, it's uh, it, it's it's perfectly fine that uh, that that we don't like him. But uh, I I had forgotten he was in it uh, for a, a brief moment, and I was like, oh yeah, there. There he is, you know. I love uh, how he just kind of like, like as soon as uh, Banner comes back, he's just kind of like, whatever, you can have her. Yeah, he's, he's like, like, he doesn't fight for her at all. I wouldn't either. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go see what uh, what Alicia kiss, Silverstone is up to. Kiss and, me in the rain. <laughs> and uh, you know, so he is uh, basically the the role that often goes to James Marsden in these movies. Uh, you know, <laughs> yes, you might think Cyclops, but don't forget he also played J. Jonah Jameson's son. Uh, you know, who Mary Jane was dating. But come on, you know, <laughs> that's, he's, that's he's the most the most cuckolded uh, actor in Hollywood. Actually, I believe James Marsden. I mean, he has done that role so many times. Yeah, but he's so good at it. You know he's what right. I mean? He's the perfect <laughs> other guy. Yeah. You guys seen Jury Duty? Because he's amazing in Jury Duty. You mean, oh, movie, you mean yeah. not the not the Polly uh, Shore classic? No, the which freebie. Of course, we've seen. Yeah. Um, one of the questions I wanted to ask you guys is, as I was watching this, and I thought it a little bit in the uh, previous, the Ang Lee version we watched, is Thunderbolt Ross a worse father or a worse general? I don't have the immediate answer because I want to say father. But he's a really bad general, too. And uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I would like uh, people in the chat to tell us uh, if, if they have a strong opinion. Um, he's he's really not good at anything, is, is kind of what I'm getting at, you know. But hmm. His uh, mustache upkeep is solid, though. I mean, yeah. I think he, as well, groomers go, he's fine. Maybe when Harrison Ford takes over, he's going to be a good general and a good father, except you know we're not going to see Betty. You know, I mean, we... We have, uh, uh, yeah, and, and and in my mind, I always want to call her Betsy Ross because I feel like that. Me too. Be yeah. Right. But, uh, yeah. So, what it comes down to is that uh, I think that the the Hulk scenes are good, and you know, to Eric's point, that by Avengers they'd really gotten a handle on the CG and how to make it work, and obviously you have a few more years because Avengers actually is 2011. So you know they get a couple more years in. Uh, I think that they learned a lot from the previous version, uh, and I think that in a lot of ways this Hulk does move better. Uh, he he looks a little bit less cartoony to me, 
And if, if you want an example for how far technology advanced in this time, in the previous Hulk movie, uh, Betty has uh, has some developed photos from uh, the local uh, pharmacy where she had photos printed out from film. And in this one, she has a digital camera. Well, by the time we get to 2011, uh, you know, there's iPhones. So, you know, this is how you, you like, how were people consuming their holiday snaps if they were? Uh, and uh, I, I think that, that that tells us everything we need to know. But um, I, I found this to be uh, much more watchable and more of a movie and something I was much more uh, entertained in and uh, had fun watching than the uh, Ang Lee Hulk movie. Uh, Michael, I believe you do not share my opinion. No, no. <laughs> I'll take the first one. Yeah, but really? I just uh, just to encapsulate uh, briefly what it is about the first one. And, and you can restate Ed Norton and or Liv Tyler, but uh, give us one other thing about the original one that makes it better. Uh, the emotion. There's okay. really the. Um, there's just not like Jennifer Connelly and Eric Banner seem really torn up about what's going on in the first one, and in this one, it's it's kind of like they're like like kind of like whatever. Like this is life. Like it's just there's. I expect more like outrage than <gasps> like all movie. You know it's. It's it's the emotion sure. for me, for sure. Well, uh, uh, obviously, uh, Craig Robinson is a is a man of discerning taste, so he's staying up late in the oh, UK yeah. for our show. And uh, he said Banna, Banna seemed more volatile, so I'll go with him. But for the triumvirate here on the show, Eric, we are deadlocked. You need to cast the tie-breaking vote. You are the president of the Senate who has to weigh in and break the deadlock. Please don't filibuster. Let us know which one you prefer. I de declare a vote of no confidence for Christian Liam. Ah. No. I, Michael, I, 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 I love my Michael Shirley dearly. I do. I don't understand how you could think the old Hulk had more of anything except madness. Um, it, I well Nick Nolte so Nick Nolte Nick Nolte mad. right the one thing I would say the original Hulk has that no moment in this movie came close to was Nick Nolte with that power cord biting it that is the greatest stupid moment in any Marvel movie ever Great. and it is such a level of lunacy that I, I'm stunned anyone allowed that to happen I, I, any producer on set didn't pull Angus I'm really but like seriously man like, were you up for an Oscar? Like, Aww. like it, it is. It is so many moments like that, though. The, the, the first one, it was dull, and the Hulk looked looked, looked doughy, right? He, he you know, he, the effects were bad, the storytelling was bad, but it was maddening at times. This one, at least, I thought had a a touch of an emotional through line. Where the problem, I think, really kicks in, because I was thinking about, all right, would this movie work? Like, as I'm watching this, because I've seen it a few times, like, would it work better? You know, would it be a good film? It's 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 pretty good for my taste. Would it be a good film if it was um, Mark Ruffalo and, I don't know, any other actress in the world playing uh, Dr. <laughs> Ross? 
uh, including Paris myself Hilton? in a wig. Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton. Yeah. Me in a wig. Drew Barrymore's publicist. Whoever it is. Like anyone. Pam Anderson, else. fresh off the set of Barb Wire. <laughs> Pamela Anderson, you mean? Pamela Anderson. That, I mean, that's the problem here. It's, it's, but, but I realized in watching it too, I, I, what you said, Christian, about once we get out of Brazil, because the stuff in Brazil is actually pretty good. It's actually. Yeah. Good, solid Hulk storytelling, from my opinion. It reminded me a bit of the old show. It has a touch of that fugitive feel, which also the Hulk and, had. And just to, just to press pause mm. on the Eric Connor button, uh, <laughs> when he leaves Brazil and before he wakes up in another country, that is, uh, he wakes up in Guatemala, you do hear the lonely man. Yeah, oh, of course. The, the theme from the end credits for the TV show, The Hulk, which... Uh, Stay tuned because uh, we will be uh, talking about it uh, momentarily. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to mention it. It did have that oh end of an episode of it of the, the Hulk TV show followed by that, right. and then the next couple episodes weren't as as well done as that part. I definitely agree that that's the best part of this movie. I think we're all in agreement on that. That it, yeah, whatever and, we think of the movie as a whole, that part does work the best. And then like Ed Norton, even like actually one of the moments I really enjoyed in his performance was actually him waking up after hulking out and returning normal and he's like he's a mess and i'm completely buying into it like yeah. how scary it must be like i mean this is why you need like an actor like to play this role with you know bill bixby was you know such a believable kind of regular human because to to wake up after that i mean it's like being on the worst bender of all time you're in a different country you're Wait, all, all you have on this again i'm confused uh, we're talking about Nick. We're talking oh, about yes. sophomore year me. We, we, we all have our <laughs> stories of this, right? But but I think like that's where Ed Norton really shines in this. But the stuff with Betty doesn't really work. And then the, the final battle on Young Street in, in Toronto, right? It, it It's just, it, it lacks the sort of like, I, I don't know, like the Avengers finale, which that final fight scene is terrific. Agreed. Very well staged. I agree with you. Yes. And I don't think the last battle is. I think... It has its moments before it be, really kicks in. But once it kicks in, the, you know, and this is a problem a lot of Marvel movies fall into is like the the sort of com the uh, video game feel of the finale. Um, and I, I think, unfortunately, this one very much has that problem. It, it feels just it's big, but I'm not feeling much of a sense of like this sort of tension that should be in a good action scene. So it kind of the, the ending uh, just feels like it kind of peters out, even though they're spending so much money on destruction. Yeah. By Peter, do you mean Andrew Garfield? I, uh, <laughs> I remember, no, I'm talking the guy from the electric company who used to play Peter. Oh yes. Yeah, right. Of course. Uh, so the, uh, the, there's a, a moment I, I am going over my notes before we finish this up. And uh, one of the things that I jotted down, clearly thinking along the same lines you guys were, uh, Ed Norton at one point, it's like, you know, it's like when we signed up for those uh, induced hallucinations experiments when we were at Harvard. I'm like, they both went to Harvard? Like, to get, like, the Harvard? Or is, is this another school that, uh, that I'm not thinking of? The decision to take a cab instead of the subway, I thought was actually kind of funny. You know, me in a metal tube in the, the most hostile city in the world. Let's get a cab. And then the driver drives so crazy. She's the one, you know, who calls him an asshole. And, uh, you know, I, I thought that that was probably the the moment that worked the best of the two of them is because 
you know, she was allowed to uh, act in her range, which is, you know, on a scale of one to 10, can you give me a 12, you know? Uh, and, you know, I, I thought that uh, there, there was, you know, we got some moments that we wanted, you know, like when. Did uh, we? Well, no, well, because here's what it is. Like Brodsky's saying, you know, uh, any last words, Ross? And that's the first time we hear him say Hulk smash. He doesn't yeah. want to wear the purple pants. Uh, and then the uh, the school reporter uh, had the name Jack McGee, who is the reporter from the TV show. But yeah, I mean, we're just getting things. Um, let's, uh, as we finish up our conversation on this movie, I do want to talk a little bit about the legacy now, this was also sent to me by Mr. Connor. Kevin Feige, this is announcing prior to the Avengers, we've made the decision to not bring Ed Norton back to portray the title role of Bruce Banner in the Avengers. Our decision is definitely not one based on monetary factors, but instead rooted in the need for an actor who embodies the creativity and collaborative spirit of our other talented cast members. Burn. Yeah, that is oh, a, it, that is a much that is, that is some straight fire from Feige. I'm sorry. It's like say it? he's an asshole. Like well, without that's saying kind it. Kind of what they're saying, and it's not the first time that maybe I heard this. Uh, the Avengers demands players who thrive working as part of an ensemble, <laughs> as evidenced by Robert Downey Jr., Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans. <laughs> Uh, Scarlett Johansson and uh, boy, I'm blanking on uh, oh Samuel Jackson. I'm thinking of the other Avenger, Samuel L. And Sam all of our talented cast. Uh, we are looking to announce a name actor who fulfills these requirements and is passionate about the iconic role in the coming weeks. Uh, and may or may not have been in 13 going on 30 with Electra. We will announce officially. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's what they're saying is like he's not playing nice. And uh, he's not the guy that you want to try and work with. Uh, so uh, I think that um, I think it was important that they move on, but that we still get the Hulk. And uh, I don't know. I think that uh, he works really well. Uh, I'm talking about uh, about Mark Ruffalo. I think that uh, I do like him as the mm -hmm. Hulk. I've become very uh, I, I, I've grown accustomed to his face, as they say. And uh I feel like uh, it's uh, going pretty well. And uh, hopefully we get more of him. You know, we got Sam and She-Hulk. Well, I have Go a ahead. feeling he's going to be a really, really big part of Captain America Brave New World because I was really shocked looking in the comments that Daniel Drew didn't know this. Liv Tyler is going to be in Captain America Brave New World. Leader is going to be in Captain America Brave New World. For me, it seems like this is going to be a a way of skirting Universal and making yeah. a Hulk movie. Yeah, yeah. Again. Oh, so basically they're James Marsden-ing Universal so that they can just kind of yeah. sit and watch what happens, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, well, everyone great. loves, I mean, I think it's pretty undisputable. Everybody loves Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk. I think a lot of people are kind of iffy about having a new Captain America. Uh, I yeah. am really, really... I don't know if interested is the right word, but I'm very curious to see how uh, Liv Tyler works with Mark Mark Ruffalo as. I'm uh, stunned that they're bringing her back, though. I, I mean, am too. too. I, 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 really I don't am. get that choice. I mean, unless yeah. they're just bringing her back to kill her, you no. know, for one scene, and then you know, make Michael Shirley Do very it. happy. Uh, but it, it feels like they've given. It makes no sense because. 
they freed themselves from having to use her. She's <laughs> clearly not like anywhere no, near what that not role the means. So why would they go back to? I mean, does she have well, pictures from Michael, you're not a fan, but the one thing you dislike more than anything else that you say on this show is recasting. recasting. Right. So you have to at least appreciate their consistency. I'd be okay know? if they had Jennifer Connelly come and replace I, I, her. I would forgive here, that. Here's my yeah. here's my guess. She said no. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I don't know this how we didn't uh, talk about this uh, at the time because this is uh, from Hollywood Reporter back in March of this year. And uh, you know, I, I maybe we did talk about it, and I'm just getting old. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, Hollywood Reporter definitely says that uh, Liv Tyler returns to Marvel for Captain America four. So mm. uh, well, wow. she'll be there. Anyway, uh, so if you haven't had enough Hulk talk, have we got something in store for you next week uh, right here at the show? We'll uh, be at the uh, the top of the hour, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. Uh, we will be joined by Kenneth Johnson, who likes to be called Kenny. Uh, Kenny Johnson, who uh, I did a, a very in-depth conversation right here on Geekscape about him being the creator, writer, director of the original miniseries V, which just celebrated its 40th anniversary. But prior to that, not only did he do the Bionic Woman, he also did the Incredible Hulk TV series, which we've talked a lot about this week. And uh, we will uh, be talking to Kenny next week in the same time slot, talking about episodes of the Incredible Hulk uh, and the fact that uh, he was not involved in the sequel movies that were done by New World Entertainment uh, in the 80s, um, which I remember watching those first run. The old uh, Hulk show I would see in reruns, and uh, I definitely uh, I definitely saw some of it, but it, it, wasn't, it wasn't as superhero-y as I think I wanted as a kid. But uh, we'll... We'll take a look at uh, some select episodes and we'll talk to Kenny about the process of getting that show on the air. Uh, and, you know, I mean, it was it, it was a, a big success for Marvel. It was really their first live action success. Uh, unless I'm missing something, they did OK with animation. But um, this was this was a first for them, the 70s Hulk. So we will talk about that uh, next week on this show. Uh, prior to that. Uh, Eric and myself and uh, Garrett Briones from here at Geekscape on Friday will be talking about Secret Invasion, the comics, over on the Geekscape Book Club. Uh, so uh, you'll find that at uh, 6.30 Eastern, 3.30 Pacific, uh, bringing, bringing the show back after a little uh, summer hiatus, and uh, you can find that there. Uh, but uh, that's, all. that's all in the future. Um, in the interim, Eric, where can you be found? Hi, everyone. I can be found at Count Eric Connor over on Instagram, and I think I'm on th Threads, whatever the hell that thing's called, and uh, Twitter X, Shirley, as well. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and Michael, uh, where can you be found? The farthest place away from Liv Tyler. Uh, and on Twitter, <laughs> and Michael X, Shirley, and for wow. the time being... I got to see what Elon's going to charge. And I saw this really great tweet that's like, I don't know if I really want to be on Twitter with only people that pay for Twitter. That, uh, I don't know. But 
also you can find me on Instagram where I'm much more active. Uh, stories are always pretty lit. Uh, at I hate Michael Shirley. I agree. The stories are uh, usually pretty lit. Uh, not <laughs> as uh, not as lit as the uh, the the uh, X account of the son of a former president were earlier today, but uh, still pretty lit. I have to admit. Um, but uh, you know, we we all have things that we can uh, try to achieve, uh, and uh, that's uh, great. You can find me Twitter, Instagram at Christian DMZ, uh, but uh, who knows how long you'll be able to find me on X over there. If I got to start paying, then uh, boy, you'll hear me talk about threads a lot. Maybe I'll even uh, <laughs> dust off dust off the uh, Facebook account. It's not but about the money to me. It's about it is like, for me. That... It's 100% yeah, a little, money for me. You're stingier than I am. True. But uh, it's it's more about like, what does that mean the content's going to be like if people are paying to push content? Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, that's all the time we have for now. I have to be moving on. And uh, no, no, we, we can't stay. And uh, I would play the uh, the Lonely Man theme from The Incredible Hulk right now. But uh, I don't want I don't want to do anything that uh, that will catch the attention of uh, of YouTube. I don't want to get my my pals at Geekscape in any kind of trouble. But uh, so uh, we will uh, just say so long. See you on Friday for the Geekscape book club on Secret Invasion. And then right back here next Wednesday, talking Incredible Hulk with Kenny Johnson. Uh, that's all the time we have for now, brother. As the great Stan Lee would say, Excelsior! You're listening to the Geekscape Network.